0: Crossface,
1: the Daily Talk Show, a conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket.
2: It's the Daily Talk Show episode 175. TJ, yo, it's um, we'll our mate Ryan John here.
1: Yeah, a bit of a flashback from episode 65. That's when we had you on last. Yeah, line. right. Okay.
0: Am I the first returning champion carryover champion? Oh no, Derek yes. actually beat. No,
1: oh, Derek yeah, that's beat ridiculous. into it. Wow. Derek. Yes. Um, second t- second returning champion. And hey, they're giving out awards. They should. For everything these days. So <laughs> I'll take it. The, you, you, we'll give you one for when you come back for the 10th time as well because there's no last place <laughs> <Yeah>. here, mate. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really uh, do. What do you actually think about that? You know how kids these days are getting just awards. It's a participation award. Um, what do you think about that, Ryan?
0: I don't like it. And actually on the show this morning, <laughs> we had this – like fight during the song because we had like Taylor Swift tickets to give away and we realized we only had enough time for one competitor and I was like, all right, if you win the quiz, you get the Taylor Swift tickets. And we're like, oh, what if they don't win? Should we just give them to them anyway? And I was like, no, 100% not because yeah. it makes the whole quiz redundant and it's just a waste of time. If they don't win, tell them bad luck, you don't win and we keep the tickets. Yeah.
1: It,
2: um, and did they win? <laughs>
1: uh, they did, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you lost. You lost that. I lost. I lost. But I just, could you imagine investing a minute of your life listening to a quiz, hearing someone lose, and then they just get g- gifted the prize? You'd yeah. be like, why did I just listen for a minute then? Yeah.
1: It's classic yeah. radio. And and, yeah, that's my grunt from this morning show. Hello um, to my bosses. <laughs> Josh, uh, we should f- follow Trevor's instructions and actually tell people who Ryan is. If you haven't – if you've just – Come to this show after episode sixty-five, um, Josh. You can you can handle this intro
2: all the way from well, yeah, Barcelona, I was, Spain. I was going to say uh, bad luck for the people who are only just <laughs> listening now because it's it's about uh, in jokes and just fucking. Uh, Understanding the podcast and and getting on board now. But uh, no, Ryan, uh, he... This will be a good test if Josh knows (laughs) much about me. (laughs) Mate, I fucking know everything. Life of Ryan is his podcast, but you probably have heard him on Perth's... Is it 92.9 in Perth? It is. Yeah, the breakfast show. 92.9 in Perth is on The Breakfast Show. I feel like you've had... Have you had a slightly revolving door in... uh, Like hosts Or has it been quite consistent Uh, I haven't But I think
0: I am The new entrant In the revolving door So Will and Woody Finished at the end of last year So I and Xavier Replaced those two guys With Heidi Who's been there for a while But it's one of those ones Mm -hmm. I think over the last 10 years they have gone through a couple of Brecky shows, but hopefully this is the one um, that stays for a while. And I think it's interesting. I feel like on your show, there's a lot of when I used to work in commercial radio chat and a lot of yeah. guests, like I listened to the Jules and it was like, oh, back in the commercial radio days. Yeah. And I've been listening, yeah. like, I'm still in the commercial radio days.
1: So. Yeah. You're in that bubble. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm in the bubble. But hey, I, I like the bubble. So you've, um, but people might recognize you from being the guy on the project opening up about, the fact, the journey of trying to find your biological mum, when we had you on last time, you were doing the rounds on, you were on what, um, Studio Daily was it? What's, what's uh, the, the Daily the Edition. I'd come seven?
0: straight from Channel 7 last time and ironically I've just yeah, come fine. straight from Channel 7 today. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so don't feel like every time I come to Melbourne, you're second choice.
1: <laughs> no, it was, our, it was our idea to get him on the podcast <laughs> today. So,
2: it's, fine, well. it's fine. And so the... Um, the reason you're here is because you've made a video with TJ a few months ago um, with a mate who's just done 300Ks. Do you want to give everyone a rundown of what actually happened?
0: Yeah, so my best mate Dave, he his mother passed away to MND, motor neuron disease, which if you remember the ice bucket challenge and yeah. ALS, it's the same disease yeah. at that because it's a horrific disease and mm. it's really expensive if you have it. Hence why the ice bucket challenge and and Dave said I wanted to raise some money, so he said I'm going to run 300 kilometers in five days. Uh, we all said you're an idiot, mm. but good on you.
1: Definitely so we an idiot.
0: <laughs> uh, Tommy and I were like, we're not going to run, but we can help make a video and get the message out there. Yeah. So we did that, and they aimed for twenty thousand dollars, and I can come in here today and say aim for twenty grand, and we're on twenty. Three or 24,000 and I just, yeah, Dave and I both just did Channel 7 before I came here. So hopefully um, the kind of audience that watches an, an afternoon newsy Definitely. magazine show are the types that might want to kick in 10 or 20 bucks.
1: So. 100%. Maybe
2: podcast listeners. Yeah, podcast daily listeners, talk daily talk show. show. Listeners.
1: If it's 2020, um, the run's over. Yeah. He's he successfully <laughs> completed it and you... Can't donate anymore, but I'm sure there's a fund out there. Actually, here's a challenge. I'll put
0: a link up somewhere that we can find it. We'll figure that out later. But if in the comments, because you can know, good luck, Dave. Well done, mate say I heard about this on the Daily Talk show Great. just so we can yes. attribute the money that
2: we raised Definitely. on this podcast episode to the I thing. I would really want to make sure that we attribute that. We're that type of yeah. team. Yeah. We, we all want that, to make sure we even attribute every if one every person dollar.
0: puts in a $2 just for the joke of the podcast, <laughs> I would still would make my day. <laughs>
1: we we want to know when we're moving the needle and uh, yeah. it could come through this. But no, hang on. You spoke to someone from MND, the, the charity. Yep. And what did they say about the video that you made that that I helped you with? That, um, <laughs> that um, w- No, no, no.
0: They said a lot of fundraisers they're really proud of make a couple of hundred, a couple of thousand dollars for a trivia night or some mm. things that guys want to put on. But they said uh, we've never had more views and engagement on our page in the week after mm. we posted that video. And the guy actually came down yesterday and said, this fundraiser's, you know, exceeded everyone's expectations. We've never had more clicks to our website to find out what the deal is and stuff mm. like that. And I think, you know, as much as it was a bit of a joke that I can't run that far, well, it's not a joke I can't, but I thought, you know, if you, we can tell a really good story and do it justice, you know, we can mm. get a good result. So we are, as, as much as we're proud of Dave doing the run, I think, Tommy, uh, with your help, we can be pretty proud of us sort mm. of getting the message out there. So, um,
2: no, yeah, it's a good result all around.
1: It's um, what I like about you, Ryan, is... You you
2: are one of the people
1: who sees massive... When you say
2: you Ryan like that, it sounds like you're saying you Ryan. <laughs> Has anyone else picked you up on that? I'm sorry to sort of butt in. <laughs> you Ryan. yeah.
1: You, you Ryan, you Ryan. Anyway, um, now I'm just thinking about a glass of you Ryan. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but you, we talked about this. You You paid me money to make the video for you. Yep. And I don't want to seem like I'm a tight ass when it comes to a charity. I did give him a discount. Big heavy, discount. I do appreciate heavy that. Heavy discount. <laughs> but in saying that, it, it's like you made such great sense when you go, I, I invested X amount of dollars, which essentially is going to raise shitload of dollars through your 200 plus thousand people on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And it did. Well, I think that they're up to three or 4,000 before we posted the video. And two days after we posted, they're up to 15,000, 16,000. It's amazing. And um, yeah, I think, I can't remember what I said, but it was more like we can get more value me putting a bit of money and time into a video than the actual money I have on me to give yeah. to the cause. So I thought yeah. if I can give. Two hundred to the cause. I'd rather give it to you yeah. <laughs> to make a, a bit of a video, or how much I paid. I'm pretty sure it was more yeah. than that. It was
1: actually um, fifteen grand, <laughs> grand, so they made one grand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, it was a very good return on investment. So um, I don't know it's uh, it is actually a good, even though this is charity and not business. Like you, yeah, investing in making quality stuff does have a return.
1: Well, you see, yeah. uh, I think the good thing about I mean, the, the interesting thing from a if you've got a content brain and you're into seeing what works because you'll see stuff working a lot more when it has got a charity element to it. Mm-hmm. And so like when I did those O-Bike T-shirts, we sold like nearly 90 or something, which was crazy. If I tried to sell a T-shirt just with some weird-looking thing Project, on the front yeah. of it, it wouldn't sell any. It might sell one. It would be my mum or Josh because Josh always buys anything that yeah, I do. Yeah, good guy, what a guy. He's a great guy. I, know, I try.
2: But you do see but, people do really act on this on on the charity side of things. It's But I think that that's the risk as well, right? Yeah. Is the um like or the the question, question is is if if a company is trying to add a charity element purely for the sake of leveraging the charity yeah. or getting more of an audience is that okay or not? I mean, the the thing is that a lot of charities do spend a bit of money. Like I remember, um, you know, charities have, you know, can spend a hundred, um, two hundred thousand dollars on a film, a product, like a complete product. But the thing is that they know that they're going to get two million dollars back. So it's that whole thing of like, it makes sense to have a bit of a business mind with this sort of thing. And because you're actually going to make more money than if you didn't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, but do you think it'd be a hard decision to make? If you're, you know, the marketing director of a charity, you call you guys and say, "I want to make a sweet video." Um, it must be risky to go, "Yep, we're going to spend two hundred thousand dollars and hope yeah. we get it back, and then a lot more." Like it, that, like, could you imagine spending two hundred grand on a film, yeah. <laughs> not making it back, and then going, "Oh, you've just cost the council, council of Victoria yeah. this much money." Like, that'd be terrifying.
1: Yeah,
2: Ugh. yeah, you'd feel a bit. Well, there's guilty. even there's a um. Having said I, that, I do it. Recent- it's a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw someone recently talk about it on like a online forum where they were saying how they're talking about a specific, um, not even like a charity. There's like a real mix now of those sort of social enterprises or things that are a bit of a, a mix. And they're saying how this specific campaign they they bring in it was something like four and a half million dollars, and they end up giving about $1.2 million raised. So they end up spending so much money on the actual thing that they're doing. But if you think about it, if it's like what you're talking about, Ryan, if it's about invest, if, if it's about actually building awareness, mm. then the goal isn't always just to, um, to make coins. Sometimes the goal can be like, okay, if more people within government know about this disease or whatever it is and then then it can create sort of more opportunities to help people financially. It's got that whole follow-on effect. Yeah,
1: the internet's a weird place. I remember I did the um, Ice Bucket Challenge in Shepparton on radio but it was, it was very much like you're thinking about what you should be doing whereas, you know, you've got a connection to Dave who's, yep. you know, you knew his mum who passed away from this. And so there is a real connection. I didn't really have a connection as much as I could try and feel empathetic for people. I know more about it now from meeting Dave, making a video and hearing about his mum and it was heartbreaking hearing about this thing, right? And it's and it's funny, I remember Ice Bucket Challenge, well, it's not funny, but it, there was people getting funny about it, mm. you, know, go, you know, oh, you're just kind of exploiting it or there was some – Weird thing. Well, the thing was that if you poured the the water over your head, you didn't have to pay.
0: Uh, And I was a bit like, oh, like it obviously was a great challenge, but like also still pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I've got a a question for you guys. I just thought I'd throw into the mix. Do you often hear from people saying, because Dave's had this idea for a very long time and it it took him a while to get around to actually doing the run.
1: Yeah, mate, I'm scared of running 300Ks as well. I wouldn't. Um, But
0: he's had the idea for a while. Do you guys in day-to-day come across a lot of people that have the idea and then don't do it? And then I guess the follow-up question is someone else does it and they get real shitty and feel like they're a victim and it's a bit like, (laughs) no, like it's not about having the idea, it's about doing the idea. Do you guys hear a bit of this?
2: Uh, Man. It's, it's constant. I even But I even have to catch myself, which is like if I have an idea and I don't act on it, I need to accept in that moment of non-action that I'm not going to um, – I can't get pissed off when someone else does it. Yeah. Yeah, but, right. Um,
1: well, it's uh, similar to – Last time we were, you were in Melbourne. Last time you did the show, yeah, we were talking about the Seven Eleven stuff, yeah. And then you tagged me in a, oh, and the thing that we did on this show with Peter Shepherd, yep. where we um, gave him a te- blind taste test, which coffee is which, one from Seven Eleven or one from a fancy barista, and um, it was about which one he could, you know. My point was that I don't think he can tell the difference, and he picked the Seven Eleven one coffee. Spoiler alert, <laughs> but you tagged me Ryan in a post from news.com.au of them doing like this high production exact taste test with baristas, exactly the same thing. Mine came before theirs, but it's one of those things that it's like, oh, fuck, I could have done the high quality version, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I even said to you, mine, mine was better. <laughs>
2: so many of those ideas though are like going to get done because the thing is I think a really good idea, it's got that zeitgeist element where – like it's on people's mind and it's only a matter of time. Like, I'll give you a, I'll give, I'll throw out an idea and we can quickly workshop it. The The idea that I've got at the moment, I've got the domain name personalbrand.com. Oh, sorry, not personalbrand.com. Uh, no, no, personalrebrand.com. I don't even know the fucking name of my own concept. So, what is it? Personalrebrand.com. Can you guess what it is, Ryan? Um,
0: Well, I've listened to the show, so I've heard you joke about it. But I think there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Sometimes with you, you're like, I'm a hat guy Mm -hmm. now or I'm a health guy now. (laughs) Uh, And I guess the the bigger one, because for me, I think I'm a bit of a rebrand because I used to be an accountant and consulting banking and stuff like that. And now I feel like as a a radio host and a podcaster and the fact I'm wearing (laughs) jeans on a Monday, I've done a rebrand from accountant and suit into casual clothes wearing media type person. Is that like the same thing or...?
2: Yeah, yeah, I reckon and I think that there's so many people. I reckon fifty percent of people at least go through a massive rebrand in their life. How many have you done? Oh, I've done I would have done at least four. I remember, you know, in like six or seven years ago having a Pinterest six years ago having a Pinterest board for one of them where I specifically was putting in <laughs> <laughs> different looks But it goes Like as you were mentioning It goes beyond the look Because it It turns into What your occupation Is going to be Like there's going to be people Who go from Well look at people Like um, Glenn Robbins He was a school teacher Yeah he Went from That's being right. a school teacher To being Now Russell Coit. <laughs> yeah he, Kathy um, Kim For the international
0: Sean, Sean McAuliffe Was an insurance lawyer For 10 years Before In, he did comedy full time Insurance lawyer Yeah How boring does that sound So um. <laughs> have you? You said you have got the domain name. Have you got the Instagram
2: for personal rebrand and that sort no, of stuff? No, I have. I haven't got the Instagram. Has someone claimed got, it? Like big, uh, I don't know. The thing is that Let's the check, Daily because Talk Show. I
1: know that you don't like to pursue an idea unless you've had. If unless you've got everything covered, Quick, check now. Because if if someone's listening, they will well, definitely get it.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the thing is that the um, maybe I've had a little bit of, of a pushback on some of that stuff. Like I think that our main brands, like our personal YouTube stuff, our, like the Daily Talk Show, it's amazing to have all of them. But I don't know if I want another. Looking at my uh, Instagram, I've got that many accounts when I click like, like change accounts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, or I can't even add another account anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's sort of... I don't know, um but I'm typing it in. Personal rebrand is actually take you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you're seeing. This, this is this is reco- this has required some level of um, You have been intercepted. planning.
1: <laughs> All right, so, uh, let, can you just read us through yeah, what's just
2: happened, Josh? Let's let this play out. Yeah, so well so I've just I've just typed in personal rebrand. I'm like some fucker with some profile, but hang on a second. That hair, wait, and it it says an account owned by Ryan. John purely, so Josh Chan's Chanson can't own it. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so the fact, so me and Tommy did. Tommy was around at my house yesterday, and we. <laughs> Well, I was talking about rebrands and how it could be a podcast And he was like, oh, Josh has that idea So we did the same thing We said, I wonder if anyone's got the Instagram handle And they didn't So I was like, I'll claim it And then out of nowhere, you brought up personal rebrand We're like, how can we bring it up casually So we won't know it's a stitch up And then you started talking about it We're kicking each other under the desk We're like, this couldn't have worked out better
2: that was a I we have limited up. things to talk about but- that's so funny well no because i think that there definitely is a um not like what i'm thinking about if you look at most shows they're sort of reworks of old shows and one of my favorite shows growing up was mtv's made which did you ever watch that ryan it made as in like made it or yeah so it was it was called made and it was what they did it was exactly that like as if you'd made it and um they would take kids on their summer breaks and they would basically They'd be like the fat kid who's like, oh, I want to get into or like a girl, which is like I want to get into the cheerleading team or a, yeah, a right guy right. like I want to lose a bunch of weight and then they take the summer and they like give them PTs or if it was a cheerleader, they would be like, okay, you can go to a college game and you're going to be mentored by all these people and by the end of it, when they get back to school, they're fucking like if it's you know, a fat kid is completely jacked yeah. and stuff like that. So that is an example of the personal rebrand. And if you yeah. think about what Catfish was, Catfish essentially, in my mind, was like the New Age cheaters. Do you remember the show Cheaters?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've had some good ones. They had that one where it was like um, getting predators online, and then they'd like set up some mock situation at a hotel room yeah. and then they'd come in be like, we got you, you dirty sicko. <laughs> really? You, you were talking yeah. to a 10-year-old girl, but it was them. Yeah. It was crazy how they got permission to actually use the dude's oh, face. Just,
0: by the way, we are yeah. just added you. Can you just sign here to agree to <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, oh, you yeah, know yeah. Way, it gets to yeah. be on TV.
1: <laughs> Back when that TV had outrageous. real clout. <laughs> so
2: so what are we going to do now, Ryan? I think like <laughs> Hang on, I just trumps Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I,
1: I, let's talk about um, ownership of domains and things of such. I was telling Ryan after we spoke about um, getting, after he just got your domain, he's like, I got it. (laughs) Um, We could have, we actually could have a Dropbox situation on our hands. Josh, do you know the the backstory of the Dropbox domain? I'll tell you if you don't. So Dropbox used to be, get dropbox.com and the guys started it they couldn't get dropbox.com because someone had dropbox.com and they started investigating into who had it and they moved ahead with the the, um, funding and the name and they got you know they landed the the funding and they um were thinking you know people just like change the name if you can't get it and they found the guy who had it he was just outside of san francisco And they called him and he was like, no, look, I'm not interested in um, selling it or giving it away. And so they ended up just going, fuck it, let's go rock up on his doorstep because he can access and find people where people live based on domain information. Sometimes if you're not hiding it like me, which is why I get all those fucking SEO calls. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, so they rocked up at his house with a bottle of wine and then they said, look, we want to buy this from you and – He's like, okay, let me think about it and came back and said A no. A wine
2: bottle is really good because when he says no, you can smash <laughs> it on the side of the door and say, listen here, fuckhead.
1: <laughs> and the red, the red wine makes it really impactful yeah, exactly. visually. Anyway, so what, what they did um, was went back again the next week and they said, the guy said, nah, not doing it, don't want it, whatever. And then they launched drop um, getdropbox.com, the beta version, and they started getting shitloads of traffic. And what they noticed was that... Most of the traffic was going to Dropbox.com, and this sneaky bastard set up an AdWords account that was basically selling ad space on Dropbox.com to the competitor of Dropbox. And so, oh, wow. at that point, they're like, "This is this is fucked." And so, they uh, sued him, and um, they found this breach of like uh, some some. There's something in there where you're not allowed to if you don't intend on making money with the name for the name's sake and you're just doing something sneaky like profiting from someone else's business
0: or being a smart ass for a lame podcast joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Exactly. There's a there's some way you can sue him. Anyway, the guys like, look I don't I don't want to go through with the case. Can you um can, you know what can we do? And long story short, 300 grand they he sold the name to dropbox.com. And the guy, the owner of Dropbox now said that they offered him a share option. And if he took that yeah. share option now, it'd be worth a couple of hundred million dollars.
2: So Are you sure it was a couple of hundred million? As you said that number just then, you no, sort of like sort of tripped a couple, couple of hundred well, million Dropbox is so is much. Billions.
1: Yeah, I almost said billions, which how definitely would have <laughs> been. How much is Dropbox worth? Maybe more than a I, I 10 mean, bill, we don't know thought. the answer. A shitload of money. Yeah. Hang on, let me ask Siri. I feel like Dropbox How much is Dropbox worth let's see if they know. You know this
2: is gonna be great. Oh yeah, here we go. Tenth of August. Um they've filed for bankruptcy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what I annoys me about Siri. It doesn't actually she's the mate who when you ask a question she just says, Oh, just Google
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> <what> <laughs> um
2: expected to bring a number of unicorn IPOs, blah blah blah.
1: All right, Siri's really fucked me over. Revenue has nearly doubled from 2014. Yeah, so this
2: is the problem with all these companies. I don't know. Here, whether, I've got a um, Dropbox
0: market cap right now is $10.49 billion. Yeah, right. They're worth a bit of money. Yeah, sure. Good on they're that. Worth it. Yeah, they're
2: worth a little bit. But I think um, I wonder where all these platforms will go. I even think about um, the different software that I install on my computer. And over the weekend, I was at a... Um, a big expo where it was like media technology and you're looking at all the different um, you know software and hardware and mm. I just get overwhelmed because I'm like we know what happened to MySpace we know there, there are losers in any winning game Yeah, and so I think about like well not if you're in primary
1: school and you're in a running race because everyone yeah, wins or on Ryan John's <laughs> <laughs> radio show Taylor Swift Perth.
2: tickets for
0: everyone <laughs> I think Dropbox is okay because they have paying customers that pay every month forever on ongoing kind of deals and it's not like a, a platform and community it's a yeah. it's a real yeah. I, I that's what how i send stuff to dropbox i use it all yeah. the time is that in that category I mean, it or does, everyone's going to win or lose somewhere
2: yeah i think it when when they do have that paying sort of uh market it does change things a bit but i at the same time i wonder um when I choose like say, you know, a file management tool or whatever it is, I want to make sure that like I go way too deep in the sense of working out are they actually, how much are they innovating? Mm. Like I, because TJ, you'll remember this, when I was using a service called Whipster, which was like a tool oh, yeah. to be able to um, uh, give to client, like give a video to clients and they'd be able to annotate the uh the video on specific areas, right? They're a company out of New Zealand. Basically, they changed their business model from being something that was uh, $50 a month, unlimited videos to up to five videos. And then you had to pay an additional like five bucks per video. So when you're talking about, say, I, for one client did a hundred small videos, it was just going to become so expensive and they wouldn't budge on it so i ended up having to move my whole platform that i was using over to frame io but i I saw in real time on facebook all of these people saying how they were going to leave and they were purely doing it because they wanted to you know bump up their um their cash flow for their for their uh investors
1: do you think uh, i've heard a few people say that they don't think they'll be worth any in the future but domain names. I know you're the king of domain names in my world, Josh. But thinking about my son's domain name, um, you know, should you buy them? Do you think they'll be as what they're worth now in the future?
2: Yeah, it's. I reckon it's a hard one to tell. I think it's still a .dot com. I think is still the top type of domain you can get. I think Mm. what's changed it is all the different domain name extensions. So we have – I haven't redirected it yet, but I mentioned it the other day. We have the dailytalk.show, which – I I think it can be a little bit confusing though too because if we just add on all these other extensions, do we value more the .media extension or do we value the .com?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the .com has the prestige. Do you own ryanjohn.com?
2: I
0: own ryanjohn.com although I don't think I ever – I couldn't tell you the last time I've updated it and wouldn't yeah. post there that often. But I just have this- definitely lost it, Josh. He's definitely lost no, it. by quickly there. claim it. But I have this sort of, <laughs> I keep renewing it every year because I have this deep fear of, oh, but it's my name. I can't let anyone. I'm having yeah. it so no one else can have it really. Yeah. Um, because yeah. no one, the Facebook stuff, people watch on Facebook, Instagram stuff, they watch on Instagram. Very rarely would I ever go to a, a comedian's website just to see what they're talking about sort mm. of thing. Um, so I, yeah, I don't really know why I've got it other than just so no one else can get it. (laughs) Yeah, true. If that makes sense. But again, you don't want the the trends to change and then I regret not... I mean, it's not not expensive, are they? It's really cheap. Yeah,
2: 20 bucks. No, it's like... Yeah, you're talking... And the thing is when you buy it at the start, it's like $6. And the annoying thing is they up at the second, like especially GoDaddy ups the uh, domain to be like 20 bucks. So, I get reminded every few days of dumb shit that I've registered a year ago. I'll, get, um, I'll, I'll just get reminders. That's they, how they get you in. They Ryan, get it I, cheap and
0: then they suck you I, in. Yeah.
2: And then they fuck you. Yep. Ryan, I want to ask, it's um early in the morning here. When I say early, it's actually not early at all now. It's like quarter to eight. Yep. When I got up, it was 6.30 and I was waking up multiple times during the night it's been happening a lot since uh going to the airport a bunch and like having to uh make sure i don't miss a flight Mm -hmm. and then also with this podcast i want to get a sense a breakfast how much does a breakfast show just destroy your sleep um
0: yeah, it, it does destroy your sleep and I think people go through phases of you're so tired you want to nap but then if you nap too long then you can't get to sleep that night and it's like a really bad cycle and you've really got yeah. to be, it sounds so lame but just like disciplined, like just because mm. I've had stages where I've been going out two or three times a week and sometimes I did a bit of stand up and I wouldn't get home till after midnight and then you got to get up at 4.35 and it just... It's awful. It's <laughs> horrific. I weigh significantly more than I did when I started. And I think because that's you yeah. trying to make up for going, oh, I'm just so tired. I want a donut. Yeah, I do. An yeah. Extra coffee and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of hard, but you just, I don't know, when I'm disciplined of going to sleep and it, it's a lot easier, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But you're
2: looking you're looking great because you've lost five kg. Congrats. Was, was that like super, super hard doing breakfast and trying to be on a diet at the same time?
0: Yeah, because... I don't know about you, Tommy, but because you're awake so early, you you kind of ended up just having another meal because you'll have breakfast at 5 a.m. and then by (laughs) 9 a.m. you're sort of hungry. Mm. So you kind of have like a second breakfast or an early lunch and then at midday you'll have a lunch and then dinner and suddenly, you know, it's one extra meal. But if it's one extra meal every day for a year, then that's an extra 300 meals you've had.
1: I think the the thing about breakfast radio is it's very regimented that you're structured around uh, time. So you're on from, you know, six till nine. And what I did... I reckon I lost weight because I, I stopped weight training. Um, I definitely just got a bit, you know, a bit um, smudgy, a bit uh, <laughs> like, you know, a bit softer. But what I did was I got to work and I had this like, um, this routine of like a smoothie and I had it all good to go in this thing. It was almost like a Yeah. So I had it all ready to go the day before and then straight after 9am I'll do like a, a, um, a whatever bowl, sweet potato you know, I got I got this routine happening, yep. and then I'd go home, and then that's where I'd start drinking heavily because I didn't like being there. No, <laughs> no <but laughs> I definitely left. Yeah. And I've managed,
2: I, <laughs> I've managed to also uh, get the food diary happening. If you've noticed, I oh, know you, guys you are, are talking about you are awesome. food far out. Um, but Sucked no, I think
1: in. yeah, if you treat it like that. But I was also thinking at the same time of you speaking about your food. Of there should be a. Uh, this, this, um, as soon as you hit a certain amount of money that you're earning per year, you actually can't talk about the issues of the job being hard. <laughs> not, yeah, you're probably not there yet, well, but
2: the Melbourne, I shouldn't p- <laughs> complain. Um, the one thing that is tricky Bucky's though is, that Josh, is most don't st- sue him. Got, he's got Brad March on his side. <laughs> I saw that I saw that Brad started following me on Instagram, and I was like, does that mean he manages me now? <laughs> yeah, it how does, to, it does. how it works? Yeah, he, so. he
0: manages the Chaser, Jackie O, and Josh. That's his big, his big. <laughs> (laughs) victory but i think that the hardest thing for Brecky radio people with the exercises the classes are in the morning like before work for the average Mm. joe and you can't go to those because you're at work in the morning and then they have the after work crowd and that's like 6 p.m and a 7 p.m and by Mm. then you want to really wind down and and so at first i was doing like a six o'clock class i'd finish at seven and your body's you're all juiced up. You're full of, well, not juice juice, but like all the like, <laughs> well, so you your adrenaline stuff, and then you can't sleep. So you awake longer and it kind of messes yeah. with you that way. But um, I'd know you kind of just got to figure it out. And like Tommy was saying, even though you were sort of joking, like, when it's the job that you choose to do mm. and you get paid for, you can't really complain about the hours because you can't. Yeah. Be, I really want to do breakfast radio; it's my number yeah. one goal yeah. in life. Yeah. But I'm not starting work till ten a.m. each day. Is that cool? Mm. Like, it, I mean, what about it,
2: actual performance, though? I wonder about like I've. I feel like it's almost the anxiety of being tired and saying the wrong shit or not being super connected in a conversation. Do you feel the first hour, do you feel like you sort of start off really low energy and then work yourself up?
0: No, it sort of depends. It's, this might sound lame, but I actually get energized by what's on the show. Like if there's a banging segment at six 30, you're up, you're like, Oh, I can't wait to do that segment. I'm I'm ready to go. And so that usually gets you going. It's, and you just know that that's your job. So you just, if you're not full of beans that day, just Mm -hmm. pretend like you are. And a lot of the times I'm the opposite it'll get to 9 o'clock and I'm just going I'm, I've spent I'm, I'm done but I've, I've got through the show because I've the, used all my energy this
1: morning he f- actually fell asleep on the show because he realised that they're going to give the tickets away regardless yeah <laughs> exactly. I was like if they give
0: the tickets to Taylor Swift I will sleep I will sleep <laughs> well, it's actually what? nice doing the show in Melbourne because it starts at 8 in the morning oh um, yeah so, it goes, oh, mate. so they're like you maybe, get to sleep maybe you in could
2: organise maybe that could be something you could wheel and deal nah What's I don't, it, I don't um, want it. I'm actually
0: really <laughs> against that I'm like if if you yeah, can't commit to Perth. Then, how can you expect people of Perth to commit to you? True. Um, yeah. Having said that, there was, was about eighteen breakfast shows joked. surrounding me this morning in Melbourne. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Sydney breakfast. There's Brisbane. There's a guy doing Adelaide. There's the actual Melbourne show. Like everyone just chatting and hanging out. And oh, what's going um, on in I Brisbane wanna, today?
2: Oh yeah. I want to get a sense, like, what is it like having a manager? What, who should have a manager? What has having a manager changed for you? Uh, Having a manager, it's a bit weird and it's hard to explain, although
0: Tommy would understand because you know Brad quite well, is that Brad and I were like mates way before we were like manager, client, because he is just like a lovely guy, loves talking about radio, I'm an AFL man, so we catch up and talk about the footy because he goes for the Swans and Hawthorne and Sydney have had a big rivalry over the years, so he was always like a friend first. And what I get from Brad is that it's just like having a, a coach and a mentor mm. where some mm. managers don't do any of that and they probably don't need to because they would argue yeah. that's not their job. And they would say, no, my job is to get you work and I take a cut and then that's how I get paid. So I've said to Brad, I'm not interested in a, you know, you getting a, a 10% cut from a $500 Instagram post. It's like it's for me, I'd get more value out of you just telling me your thoughts on the show and mm. getting your insight into So that. does he air check you? oh uh, air Jack just seems like a real sort of formal word but he'll just listen from time to time and go oh and just give his thoughts but it's a tricky one because he's not the boss of the station and yeah. he he knows that yeah. and the bosses know that but you know when you've got an experienced radio guy who's willing to you know tell you what he, yeah. he thinks then like you'd be silly not to listen
1: he was also the boss of the biggest he was the radio stereo for at the time in time australia and nah. was i think
0: Radio Today did another one of their lists and it was like the best PDs of all time and he was number one. So he's Um, got a, a very good ear. So when he says, oh, Ryan, I think you're talking too much shit about this or why haven't you mentioned that?
2: You go, yeah, good point. Mm,
1: the reason Josh and I can't have managers because we'd tell them to get fucked. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm curious about is like not necessarily the manager thing but definitely not even mental but the, the, the coaching sort of thing. I'm starting, you know, we've heard it so many times. People like uh, Craig Harper who we've had on the show talking about, and you know, uh, Lisa Stevenson, like talking about the benefits of having a coach and, um, Do you think – what is it that say – what I'm curious about at the moment is learning from people who are older and more experienced. What are some of the areas that you think that we can learn? Like because you cross from – into podcasting, into sort of more newer media. What is it that podcasters do you think can learn from the older school uh, successful radio dudes? And what can
0: what can podcasts learn from old school radio dudes? Well, I think radio and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I think radio is very good at the sizzle and to ham it up and to really showbiz it. It's not the quiz. It's the biggest ten thousand dollar quiz ever, and they really yeah. they know how to get a bit of sizzle, which sometimes can be over the top, but they know how to, you know, get a good headline and, and make it sing. Mm. And so I often listen to podcasts that Uh, Well, at the start of this podcast, you know, you said this is Ryan and blah, 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 but I've tuned into some podcasts where you'll listen for five minutes and go, so who's that guy and what are they talking about? And so I think in most radio breaks, you will hear pretty much from a song, you know, this is the topic, this is what we're talking about and it really just brings you up to speed real quick.
1: Well, they also have to because they're for everyone, Yeah. right? So they're on a platform that, you know, every Joe Blow in the car or at home, Back in the day, no one yep. has. Most people don't have radios now in their yep. house. Yep. on their phone maybe, but um, yeah, they are for everybody, so yep. they need to be very yeah um explanatory in their approach. yeah. I think, but people I can like come
2: in at any time as well, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think with this show, you know that like what I hope is that jokes that we make, you know, three quarters in are related to the ones at the start and we can do that because we know that, you know, those people who are listening later on started at the start.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a really lame little technical thing but when radio would talk about like resetting, you know, because new people are tuning in and tuning out and they'll quickly go, yep, so we're talking about this, blah, blah, blah. And I think with some podcasts, I always try to remind myself that this might be the first podcast that someone's listened to of mine. So even instead of saying... So Bridget, I'll say so my girlfriend Bridget, mm. and just those little things. Yeah. And you just, I think radio is good at just resetting and reminding everyone where's podcasts, You are part of a community. It could be a real small. Do you say niche or niche?
1: Uh, we're niche. so niche. Yeah, we're Australian. yeah. So we even if you niche. are
0: really small in your niche, just spending an extra couple of seconds on a couple of explain words and pretending like this might be the first episode. Mm. That's always a it's good interesting, thing, I reckon.
2: Because like I. Um, I had that same thought, but I think that we've almost, and I would love for you to give us a bit of an air check, tell us what you think and and give us some feedback because part of the things that I think about with the Daily Talk Show and Tommy and I have spoken about it, which is like once, like after episode one and we've mentioned Bree and Amy, we don't reset because we're like, people will eventually figure it out and maybe – it will create a bit of a jolting sensation where people are like, okay, who is this? Who is Bodhi? What are these connections? And creating those sort of um, unique pathways versus handing everything up with your ears when when you're listening to what we do, what stands out in regards to, you know, if you were if you were producing the Daily Talk Show as a podcast, what would the the feedback and, and be harsh? Um
1: I think
0: what we were just talking about, but I wouldn't say it, it's, it's bad because mm. you're not, it's not really, it's not too many in jokes that even if, you know, when you hear an in joke and you don't quite know what it means, but then you kind of think about it. And it's pretty obvious, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and like, so you catch up pretty quick with that sort of thing. I'm just trying to think of episodes mm-hmm. I've listened to. Um, no, it's all explained pretty well. Like you always mentioned that, you know, you guys do a similar jobs and you might be teaming up up yeah. bits and pieces and it all makes sense. I think it's, just these, if you have huge assumptions, and I can't think of any that you've had, but just huge assumptions, like everyone obviously already knows this bit, so I can skip to the next bit.
2: Because I always think of like, like who Jesse McCartney is on <laughs> the, the Sam Mac episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think even when you listen to a true crime podcast or watch a, a documentary, there's always that, not like previously on, but there's always that quick little, yeah, so Adnan's in jail for this reason and you and and all those little bits and pieces and like i don't know if you guys are bad at that but i just in podcasts in general there's a lot of uh things and i guess one thing to keep in mind is that serial and true crime are designed to listen from episode one till the finish in order whereas your daily talk show people won't discover you and be like oh i can't start now at 100 episode 155 i have to go back Mm -hmm. to the start like they won't they'll just say oh jules lund is on an episode i'll listen to that one and so they might.
2: What is your listening habit in regards to podcasting in general? And on ours, do you pick out guests? For you yours, like it's what? all
0: the headline. For yeah. your one, I go, that's a topic I want to know about. So I listened <laughs> to um, one of the headlines was the podcast charts. And oh, you oh, know how yeah. those people yeah. who have been manipulating And yeah. I just saw. Yeah. Got him, Josh. You got yeah, him. Yeah, got him. Podcast charts. Perfect. And I went, I want to know about bait. podcast charts. Uh, I heard about, for me personally, I'm a bit of a nerd for like creativity and creative process and some other blokes figured out four steps to come up with the great idea and i'll if it's your podcast or other ones i get suck it into those ones i'm like oh what are the four tips i'd love a great new way to come up with ideas and then so, you get
1: there and there's actually no four. yeah and i'm like stop it, talking it about
0: exist. fucking josh's hat rebrand and get back to the creative <laughs> process ideas <laughs> um but yeah no and and i guess that's the difference between even with like a, a tim ferris or i like james Altucher. it is the head i just look through the you know, the last 10 episodes and go, oh, that one looks good. I won't just listen to all of them. Yeah,
1: it's weird what the platforms, um, in, like the, the habits that the platforms will have you creating in your life, you know, like even just with ads and skipping past stuff, like for instance, the habit with podcasting, jump on Joe Rogan's podcast. I reckon there'll be six minutes of ads. I'll just skip, 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 yep. skip, done. And so we're looking at things to make it, um, easier for us, or just you know, ad. I mean, ads is one thing, but then yeah, headlines. How do you how do you see it? Are you looking for a guest? And there's so, yeah, I mean, so many of these things, and there's so many people, but there are um, similarities in people's habits that form out of these platforms. Yeah, I listen to this. Who's yeah.
0: that guy? Is it Noah? kogan noah kagan he used to work, i think he got it. sacked from facebook or something and that's like his tagline it's like oh, i was employee 31 and i got sacked from oh, facebook yeah he's got uh app sumo and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. So he, yeah so he he's pretty good at those headlines of his four ways to be more productive in your morning or something and then at the start of every episode he's like And it's such clickbait, and I hate that I get sucked into it. But he's like, "Yep, got four great (laughs) tips. The third one is going to be the game changer." But anyway, let's get started. And he's straight in, and so straight away in twenty seconds, I'm like, "Fuck, I got to listen to this." Whereas Mm. if he comes on and goes, "Hey guys, yeah, just you know, another day in the office. Thought I'd record a podcast." I'm like, "Fuck, I've gone. Like, I'm so I've left already." Do you
2: think it's a good? Do you feel good as a listener hearing that that sort of tease?
0: Um, What's more if I'm looking for it because I want to know what the answer is, then you want to know, like you never Google something And then not you go oh what's the answer to this like before when we looked up the Dropbox market cap yeah Dropbox you wouldn't like I wouldn't I would just keep looking until I got the answer yeah Um, Yeah. and so if I want to know the answer made for a great episode (laughs) episode (laughs) one seven five Ryan Google's things (laughs) Um,
2: but how much do you think because I think maybe one of the tactics that we've had and I (laughs) I say maybe because everything's very fucking loose here yeah but do you think that there's I've tried to attach because I, I just really quickly write out the um, like m- my strategy for when it comes to getting these live yep. is I'll you know uh, just basically process the audio or that sort of thing export and then I'll play random sections on QuickTime Player and then I'll just like write three words for each one. I'm like, oh, there we're talking about. Uh, money and charities All right, money and charities. And then I take the best sort of headline yep. and put it there. Uh, it depends you what you listen
0: because some some podcasts yeah. I would listen to and when I listen to a, a Tim Ferriss or those ones, you kind of like you want to learn something or hear something new or be interested. Um, and so you'll pick that, that little bit. But having said that, I listen to Kate, Tim and Marty most days on their podcast for 20 minutes while I'm driving. And for me, it doesn't yeah. matter what the topic is, yeah. where I start the episode, where I finish. I just like... I, that's like an entertainment podcast. So I guess if, I don't know if that's a chat you guys need to have. Are we, are we entertaining? Are we teaching? Are we informing? Are we doing all of it? Like, yeah. um, cause I guess the reason you listen will depend, uh, so it will affect how you promote it.
1: And the, the one, the business podcast, like how we built What's, this.
0: Sorry, what category are you guys in?
2: Yeah. What are we in? We're in society and culture. Or culture and society. But sometimes I, I feel like
0: it could be a business one, even if you're talking about marketing and you know how you guys go about your work. I just work. don't want.
2: I want to set the lowest expectations <laughs> that we possibly can. Yeah. In the sense of like, if we can, if we can do that, um, like I just don't want anyone to feel like when they listen to the show that we they can hate us, they can not like our personalities or like our content. But I'd like to think that when people listen to us, they're getting sort of what they expected in the sense of we're not trying to sell anything too grandiose Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. sense even like me writing about digital content producer advice like I, that, I listened to that i got, I got sucked into
0: that yeah i listened to yeah, that on the yeah. plane on the way over
2: i mean and how do you feel listening to it do you think like did you did the reward sensors actually go off Are you like uh oh, this is sort of like half-baked this is just them answering some questions well or- i think
0: when you guys do it it's like here's kind of the topic we're discussing and i just find like that nice chat and, and interesting it's not like you've said this is the number one thing yeah digital broadcast producers should not do or whatever so i think yeah. I think, like I said, that's the reason I listened, and I listened to the whole episode. And I, yeah. you know, it was it was easy to listen to you mm. guys. I'm, I feel weird saying this now, but you know, it, it sounds it sounds nice. You guys have a nice flow, and, oh, and I listened to long, the whole episode. It's a long flight from Perth. In yeah, you got uh, a lot of podcasts <laughs> to get through between Melbourne and Perth. No doubt about it at all. Um, yeah.
2: Where, yeah. Where's video at with uh, what you guys are doing in radio world? Um, I mean, I sort of have this. I
0: won't say fight, but it's like an ongoing conversation. About where it fits because there's a lot of measurement of we've got this many views this week or this much engagement. So they're measuring it, and you wouldn't measure it if you didn't care. Um, but yeah. then they're very much like, well, you know, radio ratings are important. And I would argue that if you're spending however many thousand dollars on a billboard that some people might drive past, why wouldn't you spend that much thousand promoting a video that's on people's phones that you can target people in Perth between the ages of 18 and 39? Um, that's a good advertisement. And if it's content, even better because then they, Oh, these guys are great. <laughs> I think that yeah. might be a better yeah. investment than just putting a, a billboard up. But um, yeah, when it comes to ratings, you don't see the Facebook and YouTube views. However, if you see a funny video on Facebook and that's what makes you fall in love with the guys, it's, it counts towards the radio rating. So it's for me, it should be counted as like almost content marketing yeah. <laughs> for a radio show. Yeah. I wonder
1: if they spent dollars, like I'm sure it's a hell of a lot of money they're spent you know, punching into... TV ads and yep. and um, billboards. If they spent that on like highly specific targeted ads, like they treat it like a you know a a product that you know is trying to get. Um, click-throughs to a website to purchase yep. something, but they, they did it for each personal brand on the show to, to target and build this like within Perth. Yep, And I wonder what if there would be a, a reward. It just probably wouldn't make sense to the people at the top. Well, it
0: might be hard to measure. So I did this video a few weeks ago. No, but that's the thing that yep. maybe they're not... They don't want to measure. They, they will see
1: know. them, but you have yeah. to commit to see if you can measure something because it might yeah. work.
0: Well, Like I said, I spend more time looking at my phone than I do looking at billboards. Yeah. Fact. Yeah.
2: But yeah. are you? The I'm a billboard cla- hunter. I wonder if uh-huh. you're the so, classic different. listener of, of radio in the sense of like I guess billboards make sense with the idea that people listen to radio in cars. Yep. Um, and so I guess, you know, part of the question is, is there a sense that you're building a radio brand, a media brand? How do you describe what the show product is?
0: Uh, good question. The answer would be, I if there's a conversation about that, I probably wasn't involved in it. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> um, I think the difference is, and I agree with the billboards and bus stops in that you listen in mm. the car, and mm. so they're putting advertising where you can listen, so you can see the sign and go, "Oh, those guys," and tune on. However, yeah. I'm pretty sure radio ratings aren't based on what you actually listen to; they're based on what you can remember that you listen to. Mm. And yeah, I reckon, cool. yeah, I reckon you would remember a great piece of content. Ten times more than you would remember a great billboard and yeah. when I say great billboard, most of them just like here's their names and they're smiling like, well having um, said that, there's a new billboard campaign coming out in Perth early next year and I'm very excited about it and it has music lyrics involved and I'm it actually it's a bit different because they're using music lyrics instead of just being like here's Hardy's Avery and Ryan like uh, yeah it's sort of like a karaoke kind of vibe of like yeah we're singing like your favorite bangers and that sort of thing so yeah yeah they, they have I covered the, myself there yes, jumping
1: sure. on the baby shark bandwagon that song. <laughs> Baby shark doo doo. Ooh, it's yeah. just replaced so with me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I got a question for you a, a about thing. video
0: for both of you that I've written down here because I wanted to get your thoughts. So yeah. I've got like, you know, we've all got limited time and resources and whatever. as a fact of life. And so I do the breakfast show every morning and I've got a limited amount of time to do other stuff. And so my conundrum is if you had to choose one or advise me on one or the other, mm. the difference between me making three or four little fun quick easy videos you know me holding my phone going hey guys it's ryan quick story or doing one video a month that has vox pops and includes an expert and it has this big epic thing and it's like an undercover prank and it's just this one big epic story mm. would i rather do Who one are you of trying
2: the- to connect
1: with and what platform are you using
0: um i think for the let's say facebook just because that's where like a majority of the the people are. In general, but then for me in particular, it's probably like my biggest audience on Facebook, and then secondary it's like people on Facebook in Perth because, you know, if you people in Perth are watching your videos, they're probably more likely to listen to your show mm. and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm always like, oh, if I can put the time in, do I put it into making this one big epic thing every couple of weeks? Mm. I'm hoping people will really enjoy it, and you can actually tell an interesting story um, that's you know that you might remember and it, it might stick around for a year. People might go, oh, I remember that one? Versus you know a very disposable, quick. 40 second, what do you guys think of this comment below with a mm. GIF? <laughs> so is
2: the conversion going, you're wanting it to be the, them listening to the radio show? Like what, do you, what are you wanting the result to be? Well, I
0: think what I get my pride in is at the end of this year, I'll look back and go, Tommy and I made an awesome video for Dave and we raised $20,000 and that's a big memorable moment that for the whole year we can look back and go, that was an incredible thing Dave did and we did a great job supporting it. And for me, it's like those big ones you remember, um, which is why I kind of think maybe I should just go big or nothing because uh, no one ever gets yeah. to the end of the year and go, oh, remember that meme that was like tag a friend who said this? I mean, yeah. what a great 2018 we had on the back of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, when you think of Facebook and even what you guys are doing, it, it becomes a habit. If you do it every day, oh, I just know there's going to be a new episode and and you know, you, you get to know the host, you get to know the people because it's so consistent and it's daily and you can depend on the daily talk show being mm-hmm. out there. You can depend on Unilad having something funny. You can depend on news.com having something there every day. Mm-hmm. And so and I think that is important. Same as, you know, radios on every day become a habit. Yeah. So I'm like, do I want to focus on the habit or do I want to focus on just those one or two big dogs?
1: Yeah, well, you're, mm. already, you're already creating three hours of radio a day, five days a week and getting paid for it. We do the same, mate, but um, we're just... We're not getting paid for it, but uh, do you
0: reckon I earn more from my daily show than you earn from your daily show?
1: You
2: definitely,
1: yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right,
2: absolutely. There's yeah. two of us. We have to split. We have to split zero dollars <laughs> two ways, which is hard.
1: Negative. What's literally half of nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the um well, I think like you look at um say uh Jason PJ or whatever in um Melbourne, and one thing that they've always done pretty well is incorporated um, their show content Mm -hmm. so like for instance i think that if the if the goal is to get people to listen to the show i think having integrated content around the show is important so actually using things like the studio as a character or using you know benchmarks that are within the show and extending them beyond it and it's not just saying hey what do you think it's actually saying okay here is a mini benchmark that is in the style of the show that we're doing in, you know, in the, stu- in the studio, but it's a video versus saying, okay, you want to build a general brand and you want to create some buzz, which might mean actually not doing things that are like, it actually is the reverse. It's saying you're going to produce content that you can talk about on the show versus creating content that gets people to listen to the show. So like, and I think that Tommy and I talk about that too, which is like, it's that common advice, which is like, if you want to be, you know, your role as a breakfast show host is to have an interesting life and have something to talk about. And so I think that if you just make your interesting life, your next full-time job is just creating content and all of that stuff then becomes what you talk about on air. Using Tommy as an example, O talking about doing the O bike videos and then being able to go on, in on the breakfast show and say, yeah, I did this thing. Yeah, I've got coverage here and blah blah blah. I mean, does that make does does that sound like the direction that you're going in?
1: Before you answer that, I think one of the hard things and the uh, that I empathise with about being in a team that is on a radio show. Is um, getting the others on board with your idea or trying to integrate something, a benchmark, like it needs to then fit in with what they are wanting for the direction. So that's just yeah. a challenge,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think number one would be definitely the show and you want it to be good and you want it to involve one of or all of the whole team. And because, you know, that adds that kind of chemistry of, mm. you know, when Hamish is getting stitched up by Andy, it's not just Andy going out and doing a thing that, you know, you can yeah. associate that with the show. But I guess. And to come full circle to what we talked about before, the, the thought of having an idea and not being able to do it mm. like really kills me. And sometimes I go, oh, it's not really up there, alley. The show's not really interested. The station doesn't like it, but I've just got this itch I need to scratch. So I'm just going to go make it on my own. Mm. <laughs> and that's um, it's yeah. probably not, I don't know if that's a bad attitude, but I think you, I, I'd always want to be leaning towards if it's 50-50 of make it or don't make it, just find a way to make it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah.
1: I think the big pieces you've had some wins with And I think it's, you know, because if it came back to what are you doing it for, it's, it sounds, it's more for you than the numbers because you get a lot of, you get a lot of joy, I see, out of creating stuff. Um, but you've also had the byproduct of that, which is gaining those numbers. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a hard game. Are you feeling it all now with some numbers that are high? Um, Do you feel that that's kind of creeping into the thoughts and the feelings around just the joy that comes from creating you wanting to do it because you need to get those numbers up because they're fucking
0: high now? Well, the numbers feel nice. It is a nice (laughs) ego boost. And I can say I've spoken to a lot of especially Facebook people who always said, I just love making the content. It's just about the content. The numbers don't matter. But then Facebook changes their algorithm and mm. instantly those same people are like, oh, I don't really know if Facebook's for me anymore. I'm not getting the numbers. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, well, I yeah. mean, yeah. You, again, you've got to come back to like why are you doing it? Um, is it for the number? And by all means, like numbers get you paid. And if that's what you want, then don't be ashamed of it. Mm. <laughs> um, but I don't know, sometimes just...
2: Not even numbers yeah. get you paid. I can be testament to that. <laughs> Says
0: big numbers, the daily talk show, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, the, well, even even just the, uh, I mean, YouTube, the, the thing is with YouTube, you know, you can have... I had one video not to like you know, that crazy, but I had one doco that got 150,000 mm-hmm. uh, views, and I'll still make zero dollars on on that video. And if you were to monetize, and you'd be making like a few bucks. So I think that the other thing too is it's less about the numbers and more the influence that you're yeah. gaining. Yeah. And so I just I reckon part of the thing with what you're doing, which I guess is a slight challenge is trying to work out how to um, how to align what you're doing with radio to online so that then you're doubling down because I even think about that with the podcast and things like that. Like if I'm doing two things and I'm putting in heaps of energy but they're not completely going on the same path, it feels less like hedging my bets and more just stretching myself too thin and not doing one thing yeah. to the best I can Well, my
0: sweet spot is when I do like an on the road, you know, vox pop type interview thing uh, that can be a part or all of a great video, but then it also edits up really nice to be a great Mm. radio segment. And then if the topic's right, you'll probably get a decent web article. And it's like six out of 10 people from Canberra reckon this about this topic. And Mm. suddenly the same activity, that same, I went out once, radio, great segment, we'll play that twice, (laughs) video, bang, that'll get (laughs) shared a bunch, article goes great Mm. and everyone's a winner. So that's like the the creme de la creme, but they sometimes work on some and not others.
1: Yeah, well, what's hard about the two platforms is one lives on, one doesn't. Yeah. As much (laughs) as you put it into a podcast on your radio show, you've said it and it goes over people's head and then that, Online piece of content just will hang around. You could repost it yeah. again. You're not allowed to replay it Well, that's the one on thing radio. I hate about.
0: I'm actually jealous of filmmakers and even musicians who make those banging songs that last for decades and decades because mm. a film lasts forever. You make the castle yeah. and surely you'd go to bed every night being happy, being like, I've made something great that's lasted the test of time. <laughs> but no one ever... Goes, oh, Ryan, that radio show you did on April twenty six in twenty fourteen. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. one of the great shows, yeah. bud. Yeah. Let's I go have a listen to that
2: 170, again. 170, that's the one I go yeah. to <laughs> yeah. bed so to every night. And for me, the, like my I said, first kiss was to episode yeah. one seventy. It, it was our wedding podcast, which yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is less yeah.
1: prestige in some of these um, forms of media, uh, but I think everything, like the one thing about. What you get to do every day—it's it is your training. You're not at the gym. You're you're, you're training creatively yep. at the radio station. Yep. Um. And so that it does. You might do it. like think about the the video you and I made. Um. Of you know that first one looking for your or not even looking for your birth mum saying. Yep. You know, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and I didn't get to meet mine. And you should watch it. It's had 11 million views. Do it on um, my
0: page. 300 or total. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so. <laughs> But if you didn't do that and, it, you know, that's like one of the pieces along the journey yep. from doing all this other stuff. Some stuff sticks, some t- stuff doesn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ooh. What are you up to uh, at the moment, Ryan? Like what's what's creatively, what's the stuff you've got in the pipeline? Um, I
0: like stuff that's real, that sort of... So at the moment I'm, I wanted to do a thing about how expensive it is to have a baby because I'm thinking Bridget and I are trying for a child and my friend's just had a kid and he's like the baby sheets are like 300 bucks and like the cot is and pram are thousands of dollars. Yeah, and it's yeah. just outrageous. Amen. It's outrageous. Yeah, just fucking get a big sheet, cut it up yeah. four ways and then sell the <laughs> other three. Yeah, so, Surely so a few years ago yeah. I would have been like, oh, let's do a skit about... Baby prices or something, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sort of I don't know if I'm past that, but just it doesn't excite me as much as doing something real. So what we've done was I telling you about this yesterday. A we started bit, a yeah. brand called The Best for Your Child. We've printed T-shirts. We've got the dome. Oh, do we? Have, I don't think we have got the domain name, but Josh, getting it, oh, get oh, it. I've got it. Damn it, damn it. I shouldn't have. Said, as soon as I could feel it coming out of my mouth, I was like, you can't drop a domain <laughs> question in front of Josh and expect him not to claim he's it. Bought, he's
1: bought every domain from every word you've said yeah. in the last minute. Um, so <laughs>
0: basically, we're going to literally sell jars of air. We're going to set up a little trestle table out the front of like baby bunting or something and sell jars Mm. of air to parents. And it's called the best for your child because A, just think of that marketing. Excuse me, sir, you're a new (laughs) new dad? Yeah. Do you want the best for your child? (laughs) Well, yeah, of course I do. I could, great. Three jars for 20 bucks. Perfect. Um, And then (laughs) the thing is when someone, because everyone's got that kind of, say a little bit of fear of you don't want to be a bad dad. Like you could never live with yourself if you weren't yeah. the best dad you could be. And if you say, no, I don't want to buy it. And then the person goes,
2: so you're saying you don't
0: want the best for your child?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a bit of a test on- You're like those fuckers from Oxfam who hang out. Like, do you-, uh, do you uh, <laughs> like Oh, I wrote for news.com.au.
0: I wrote an article about this. This one lady was like, you have some money. I have some money? I was like, no. And she's like, what, so you want the kids in Africa to die? <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. I know you're getting commission on this, mate. You know, Don't think youth care about Africa. You're just trying to pay your hostel bill for tonight. You know what <laughs> your,
1: um your idea needs a charity connection. If I've ever, if yeah. I have any experience, it's link it up. Well, I think I just no, wanted I'm to, joking.
0: a just make a state, a statement piece about how much people are charging for baby stuff. Yeah. I wanted to also just really out the corporations for like, we know you use scare tactics. You're not trying to serve your customer. You're trying to scare yeah. them. And the best way to prove how easy it is is by doing it. Yeah. So I'm still figuring out how to capture the video and how to play it out on air maybe, but I just know that that would be quite funny to see some guys in T-shirts that says the best for your child selling jars of air that say the best for your child asking new parents, do you want the best for your yeah. child?
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I look out for that in a few weeks. One interesting things too... Ryan I think what's interesting about what your what you do commonly as well is you're not necessarily having the conversation within the content you're using the content as a way of sparking the conversation and I think that that's like a interesting distinction and something to focus on is the sense of like okay this is this is sparking a conversation to then s- have that conversation on mainstream platforms through news and things like that. And I think that that's a, um, that seems like a strength of yours to be able to, um, to expand something to go beyond just the, you know, the current platform, which I think is interesting.
0: Yeah. I find that interesting. And it's especially interesting when like you can kind of plan for it, but you also don't know what's going to happen. And this yeah. is a, this is a really boomtish sort of example. But once, I did a a late night vox pop asking about dick pics because you always hear stories about guys sending dick pics but you never, ever, ever hear a girl say that they actually want one or like it. You always just hear girls in the office being like, oh, this gross dude sent me a picture of his (laughs) dick gross. So I was like, I'm going to ask girls, honestly, after they've had a few beers, it's 2 a.m., do you actually like getting them? So I asked people and a few yeses, a few noes. Then I started asking the guys, who do you send them to? And they were like, Girls, nah You send dick pics to your mates Like that's really funny And I was like What? That's ridiculous And they're like Yeah And then I was like "All right, let's go And do the whole thing again But we're gonna ask blokes Who do you send them to? And Probably spoke to 20 people And 17 were like Gotta send them to your boys And one actually guy said If you don't send dick pics To your lads They're not your lads And another guy said If you don't send A picture of your dick To your boys You're gay (laughs) <laughs> so is this, and so is obviously this really
2: a trend is this something because well, that's, that's the thing that's,
0: we, we didn't know but we just got on the street and asked a question and we yeah. stumbled on it and then we it was a trend and so we sent the head and that's the headline boys actually send more dick pics to their mates than yeah. girls so news.com's like yeah that's a juicy headline we'll take a slice of that and then on the news.com.au facebook page all the comments are from blokes being like did you not know this like if they were so like
2: shocked funny. that we were shocked.
1: I actually didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. Well, Tommy,
2: I feel completely normal about our friendship now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you guys have been validated. Was,
2: I've been getting uh, from a random number dick pics. Was that you, Josh? Oh, yeah, sorry. That was, yeah, that that was my, my From the dick number. phone. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because <laughs> you
0: see it go on news.com and then I get run sheets from the other breakfast shows in the company and then everyone was doing that phone of the next morning. That's great. And I think like you were just saying before, I hadn't actually thought of it in that context, Josh, but it was the the starting point for the you know to become a a topic of conversation rather than the the conclusion i guess
2: yeah yeah collective noun uh from uh queensland yep. did that in a massive way with their um recent uber eats delivery drivers eating some of the food uh, yeah. which i saw every, go everywhere it was amazing hearing the the start of that and seeing that on social media and then seeing it develop over time i think it's a really powerful way of doing things
0: has someone done a video where the Uber Eats driver just can't find your house and you're like halfway down the street in your pyjamas going, Oi, over here. And they're like, oh, what? But the map says this. And I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't, mate. I yeah. said number that, 14 and here I am.
2: That was, that was my, not only was that my life, but I was a beta tester of Uber Eats. And uh, basically at the beginning, they said that the Uber Eats driver had to come to your door. Yep. And every time they didn't come to your door, they would uh, actually credit you. So I ended up like my apartment was really hard to get to. <laughs> so about every single order never got to my door. And I like I started on like $200 of credit and just ended up like I took like if you look if you were to look at the back end of my account on Uber Eats, I'm sure there's like a big red flag from all the shit that <laughs> I did in the beta test. So let
0: me put this to you because I've had a similar fight with Domino's because they've got this thing like you pay an extra $2 for a 20-minute guarantee. Oh, I if, saw this. That was if, a good video, Yeah, and if, the tw- and if they don't make it in 20 minutes, you get a free pizza.
1: The poor it, bastards are on bikes. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. For me, it wasn't paying for... To get it faster For me It was me paying $2 For my next pizza I didn't want them To make it on time Because yeah. as soon as I was like Oh there's a free pizza at <laughs> stake And so my question to you Josh Is did, did you prefer them To get lost And you get credits oh, <laughs> or, did you just, or did you just want The food yeah.
2: Of course he did I, No I I definitely uh, I was all, all about that credit I remember <laughs> like We had one case Where um, our food Like we ended up Like splurging on this place It cost us like 80 bucks For delivered food And it came cold Oh And but it was I was fucking wrapped because I was like, mate, for, Brie, enjoy the fucking pulled beef because it's fucking on me. It's on, it's on We're not paying for shit. You know, this so is we got we got fancy cold shit food, but we didn't have to pay a cent. No, that was for free. Oh, was yeah. Wrapped. The the reality, talk show, everyone.
1: I was just going to say the reality yeah. is that if you're starting a business or you have a brand, this is what you're up against people looking yeah. for content opportunities in your business model
0: <laughs> and Tommy and I and yeah. Josh will be those content opportunities exactly. so look out so
2: the warning's exactly. out I'm there I'm not even Shots creating co- I'm not fucking creating shit with mine I'm literally just the troll that's trying to get his free free beef I'm not even filming it so I'm the I'm the the lowest of the scum <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Ryan, mate, thanks for uh, popping in. How often are you coming into Melbourne? Are you going to be
0: back here again soon? Yeah, I'll be back soon and footy finals is my Christmas. So, being in Melbourne in September, I love it. So, I've got yeah. a survey break in two weeks. I'll be back for a bit doing that. Uh, so, Do you yeah. think
2: Collingwood's going to win? I saw our mate bmax has been posting since probably April or something. Collingwood's going to me- Win the premiership. Well, tell B Mac he's been got six it.
0: more days to go until they get eliminated in the prelim <laughs> by Richmond. You heard it here first on the Daily Talk <laughs> Show, episode 170. 175.
1: 175.
2: <laughs> 175. 175. You see, you fucked it. I told you it's a hard work. It's a Daily Talk Show. Have a good one.